Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release in question, and we just give our honest first knee-jerk reaction to what we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of value judgments. Our goal is just to get new music into people's ears. Even if it's stuff that we don't like, we encourage people to go out, buy stuff, support things that they enjoy, go see bands when that becomes a possibility, hopefully in the nearish nearish future again. Um, and yeah, we just we just want to let you know that there's sick shit happening at all times all around you and uh, hopefully take a little bit of the burden off you and uh, do some of the legwork for you and encourage you to go out there and engage with it. So the format for the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue each week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. And that's uh, that's really all there is to it. <laughs> to uh, to carry on from last week, to, to touch on what we talked about last week, um, it's been a week now since, we, since we've launched the label. Just wanted to shout out everybody who has picked up copies of the Cold Bratzka set that we put out. The, uh, the response to it has been very, very sick. I really appreciate all the support. And uh, we've had a, a fair amount of new patrons and uh, people updating to the $10 a month Patreon tier so that they can get, uh, they can get free quote-unquote copies of all of the tapes moving forward that we put out. We've got the next one in the works should come, be coming out around June. And then Nate and I were just talking about uh, release schedule for September and December and, and figuring out what we want to do for the latter half of the year. So appreciate everybody who's uh, upgraded to the $10 tier or has, has just signed up. I actually just wanted to shout out new patron patrons now just because i often forget to do it at the end of the episode so yeah shout out to uh rich miles who just signed up at the ten dollar tier rich has been listening i think since the very beginning of the show um and uh is a dude that that hits me up after episodes a lot and just kind of shoots the shit about stuff we talk about and bands that he likes and thoughts and it's been really rad getting to know rich rich has been around has played in bands um has just been around for a, a really a really long time and it's always good to get his perspective on stuff then we have got TJ, who uh, upgraded to the $10 tier. TJ is a dude I've known for a long time. Very, very solid dude. We also have Travis Meiske, um, who, if this if this is to be, be believed, um, signed up at the as a $20 patron. <laughs> so, I mean... Why, why wouldn't you believe it? It just seems like a mistake. You know what I'm saying? It just seems... It seems like a mistake that somebody would give us $20 a month. <laughs> I, I think it might be a mistake. Um, you could define mistake in several different ways there. Um, it but, might be an error. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, right, right, right. It's uh, it's an accounting error in our favor, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So huge, huge shout out to Travis. We don't, we don't have anything extra at the $20 tier. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I've, I was actually thinking about it today because I saw that and I was like, damn, maybe we need to do like something even extra cooler for $20 patrons. Like maybe $20 patrons can, can come on and be a guest on one episode or they can, they, they can, can hang out with us and play Candyland <laughs> on uh, virtual t- tabletop. Yeah. Candyland and shoots and ladders and Chinese checkers. Yeah. 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 So shout out to Travis, whether or not that is an error or not, uh, you're, you're now the big dick baller king of all, of all patrons. Um, we have also got Dan Keneally, who is a, an old homie of ours, he used to play in mm-hmm. a band with us and we've known for many, many years. I've known Dan since I was like 16. Local dude. I know that he has been working on building a home studio and has been recording a bunch of local bands and whatnot. So shout out to Dan. 
Then we have got Nate Fox, who just signed up as a $5 patron. And Nate, uh, I got to know Nate when Moist Boy came through. He plays drums for Moist Boy. And Nate's a really interesting dude because he listens to the the show and we've kind of chatted a little bit and he like plays in a punk band, but he's not really a punk. He knows like a shit ton about metal and he's super into like black metal and death metal, but like doesn't really know a lot about hardcore. So he said it's been kind of interesting getting a, a different perspective. And it's really kind of rare these days that like mm. you get a dude who's like almost exclusively into metal who finds their way into like the punk and hardcore world and is playing in punk bands. It's not it's not an occurrence that is nearly as common as it used to be. So hey, um, our, one of our best friends is uh from the same cut from the same cloth. Uh who are you talking about? B Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brandon is just like, he, we were sh- shooting the shit before we, uh, we started playing games last night. Brandon and I were kicking it for like a th- half hour or so. And, uh, he was talking about how he had been, you know, really getting into hardcore over the last year and how he never saw it coming. But I told him I always had faith in him to come around. Yeah. Well, I remember he said about what, two years ago, uh-huh. Hey guys, negative approach is actually really good. <laughs> we're like, yeah, man, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's ne- it's never too late. The party's always going, but you know. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, shout out to shout out to all the new patrons, uh, everybody who's upgraded to the $10 tier. And if you ordered a tape, um, we just got the mailers in today. So I'll be packaging those up over the course of this week and getting them out in the mail to you. Um, but yeah, thanks again to everybody who's picked up a tape. It's It's been a really rad, really rad start to uh, a thing that I know Nate and I are both genuinely really excited to do. So yeah. Uh, you got, uh, you got anything else up top that you want to talk about? Actually, I do. Um, okay. I got, uh, pretty big news actually, personally. Okay. Um, I got a pretty big promotion, um, that I'm going to try not to let get in the way of this, but I'm pretty stoked about it. It's a, it's a major change in, in uh, my life. Really? Yep. Damn, are you trolling me right now? Is this real? <laughs> so I have been, um, I have been promoted to Thane of Whiterun, <laughs> and um, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, but uh, I, you know, um, I've got they, I've got a house Carl. Um, I think she's into me. I don't, I don't really know. She follows me around everywhere. She does whatever I want. Um, she's very devoted, but she's hard to read. Um, yeah. You're but thinking about adopting you know, this, a child too, aren't you? You know, I, well, you know, most folks at, at this point in their life, most folks have already gone through this, right? Right. Um, you know what I mean? By the time they get to be my age. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be, uh, I guess I'm going to be an adoptive daddy here pretty soon too. <laughs> Dude, it's, I can't believe that the it's finally happened. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, believe me, they got me running fucking running running all over the place you wouldn't believe the fucking ground i've traveled in the past three days <laughs> i would believe it because i've traveled that ground i've been i've been that traveler in the past yeah i've joined i've joined the assassin's guild i've joined the thieves guild i know those roads well i've heard i've heard some pretty good things about uh some vampire hunters too that uh, oh yeah i'm thinking about no yeah. but seriously this is the worst thing that's happened to me in a, in a minute um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, Brandon, I, Brandon I, said he saw your played your played time on Steam and that you had been playing from like eight a.m. to three p.m. Dude, 
it's how this is why I don't own anything to play video games on, but now I do own something to play video games on, and I realize <laughs> it'll play just about any video game. Yeah, because um, you know it's why wouldn't it? That's what it's made to do. Sure. And this game was on sale uh, back in December, and I bought it, and I forgot. It's really bad. Um, it's it, I, honestly, I was thinking about deleting it. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, um, and 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 like. It's just that obsessive, I, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's around here? Hot yeah. dinner's coming up. But um, yeah, there's that pretty cool mountain peak over there. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I, I know I'm like eight years behind the curve, but, um, you know, fuck it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I was wondering if this day would ever come, and it has. And it, it has actually brought me a, a fair amount of joy just to observe from a distance. <laughs> you see, but now I won't play any other game until this one is like, absolutely fucking hammered into the dirt right for sure i'm the same way though i'm the exact same way and i like i i've told i've talked about it before like my relationship to video games is is very similar and the way that i do it is kind of i i justify it in the same way that a binge drinker says they're not an alcoholic because they'll go on a two-week bender and then not drink again for a few months but in that two-week bender the amount of damage done is immense i do the same thing with video games man i'll like download an rpg and uh, i will play it for 12 hours a day for two straight weeks and then i won't touch a video game again for six months you know what i yeah. mean so yeah. well I'll, I'll i'll be interested to see if you have a similar relationship with it well i i, I uh i'm trying to uh i'm trying very hard to put the brakes on it um that's so a good we'll call see. we'll see that's a, that's a very good call i'm trying to be mature about it right because i am a grown fucking man playing a video game right Right. Um, so I'm trying to put the brakes on it and be more productive, but it, it didn't really work this weekend Word. or much of the past week. Word. Uh, I will say that uh, the weather breaking today, not to talk about the weather too much, but holy shit, walking outside to 60 degrees today was like a godsend. I, I guess I was talking earlier about how like I'm not really like a, as I've gotten older and my sort of brain chemicals have evened out. um and like I've dealt less and less with sort of the more overt uh, symptoms of chemical depression, and I'm generally a pretty, pretty happy, happy person. Uh, it's it's harder for me to recognize the more insidious, ever present symptoms of depression, kind of like the physical stuff. You know what I mean? Like the lack of motivation and and the fatness. Uh, the fa- well, the fatness I notice every day when I look in the mirror, <laughs> but but, uh, but that kind of stuff. So I think I went through this winter. Usually, seasonal depression hits me pretty hard, and I was feeling pretty good all winter. Um, so I, I guess I didn't really notice the, like I said, the more insidious and low key elements of it. But when I walked out today, uh, and and I smelled smelled those trees, and I smelled that almost spring air, I realized, oh holy shit, winter's actually been kicking my ass, and I just didn't realize it because I felt like I was born anew. I actually I picked up my guitar today, and and I recorded a, you know new music for the first time in like five months. Um, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling real good. I'm ready to hear some good ass music tonight. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. The next three months is fucking mud season here in the Midwest. It is for sure. Um, which is definitely the worst three months of the fucking year. I, um, I'll, I, I still will take it over winter because at least no, I can man. go give, outside. Give it to me cold and frozen solid, right? Don't give me fucking three months of fucking mud, muddy, empty fields with uh slack jawed farmers fucking, you know, <laughs> Wondering when they can get corn in the ground. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
<laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into the queue. We got uh, once again we have an interesting and and a diverse looking queue this week. So first up, we have got the repeat offender demo seven inch. This is out on Mendeco Discac, um, which is a Vietnamese really uh, Vietnamese label. This was sent in by Grant Williams. He said it's just great. U.S. meat and potatoes, hardcore, about as good as it gets. Uh, didn't we have Repeat Offender on here before? I feel like we did. I know that I've heard Repeat Offender before. Um, um, we maybe have before. I don't know if I, I. I'm not sure that we have though. Okay. Well, anyway, go uh, ahead. Um, then we have got Siege Column with Dark Side Legions. This was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. Um, according to him, one of the best bands doing it. It's a metal band oh, yeah, out these, of New Jersey. Yeah, these guys are good. I have not heard this stuff before, but uh, he said he said he would have sent this in earlier, but it just kind of slipped by uh, slipped by him last year, and he didn't realize they had put something out in uh, 2020. I have not heard of this stuff, but I've seen a few people dig up it. Then we have got Eyeball with their release Blue. Um, this was sent in by Ethan Ragsdale. So this man, looking at it, it looks like I mean, it's tagged alternative and grunge, and it mm. looks like it came out in 1997. It looks like a blur single or something. Yeah, it sure does. They have got the they've got the aesthetic down to a fucking T. Um, then we have got Moral Law. They're split with Ritual of Decay. This is a vegan straight edge metalcore band from Denver, Colorado. This was sent in by Tom Pfaff, who says, uh, "quote Fuck you, Nate," because uh, he said it was vegan straight edge. "Quote Fuck you, Nate." <laughs> This is my favorite. I, I, I this is my favorite shit. I hope we land on it. <laughs> so we've had moral law on the show before, and yeah, I, uh, I, I really, I really, really like this shit. Um, we'll see. I haven't listened to this split. It came out in October of last year, but I really liked uh, all of the stuff that they've put up, uh, put out up until now. So we'll see if this this measures up as well. Then we have got Buggin with their release Brain Freeze. This was sent in by John Fett. This is a hardcore band from Chicago. They put out a demo last year, I want to say early last year, maybe. Um, this is, we actually, we heard them on the show um, and we thought the demo was pretty solid, was not like as blown away by it by some people were, but we thought it was pretty solid. And I haven't listened to this new single yet. It's out on Flat Spot Records out of Baltimore. It's like one original and then a cover of uh, Gratitude by Beastie Boys, which actually funny enough, you and I have always talked about doing a cover of. We sure have. Now we can't. Now we can't. It's been done. Then we have got confused with behind closed doors this is a band from san antonio texas it was sent in by stout it looks like a band that stout would send in it looks like some thrash music um which is typically what stout sends in then we have got x pilots within hell this is a solo project from pittsburgh pennsylvania it was sent in by tj um and uh i don't know it's it's tagged lo-fi garage rock um i don't know i haven't heard this stuff before then we have got Sarcasm with Creeping Life. This is a band out on Static Shock. Your homie Steve C sent this in. He said it is really good post-punk stuff in the in the realm of like Diod or something like that. Yeah, I think I've heard this. He told me about this a couple weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, he sent it in probably a couple weeks ago, but we're just we're just behind on submissions. Then we have got Mentor with Chapter Black. This is out on Smoking Room Records. It was sent in by Eric Harsh. He said, uh, you know, Smoking Room doesn't typically put out hardcore stuff, so this caught his eye and it ended up being really good. Um, the art on it is super sick. Yeah, the art's really good. 
And then last up, we have Side Eye with Hardcore for Life. This is a band from Springs, Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. It was sent in by Brandon Ludwig. Um, yeah, I don't know that that title really that that title really captures the imagination. And if we land on it, we we can speak more about that. Um, I, I there was something else that I that I wanted to say before we jumped into it and and uh, and about selected. side eye or no not about side eye there was something else that I wanted to say about about the cue but I can't remember what it was so I guess we'll just roll the dice and and see what's up first. All right, ten. Okay, ten is hardcore for life by side eye. The Bandcamp is sideeyemwhc.bandcamp.com, and I don't want to say a whole lot about it other than like you know the the title right. <sighs> I doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, right. Yeah. You doubt, right? Yeah. Statistically speaking, unlikely. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cast any shade or any doubt on anybody specifically in this band. I don't, one of, one of you might make it through. Um, but in my experience, which is, is pretty long now, I've, 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 I've been in it for a grip. Um, it seems unlikely. Dude, uh, honestly, yeah. not one of the people in the band looks like they're hardcore for life. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they don't. Right? They look like a bunch of fucking nerds cosplaying as Heshers from fucking 1992 <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. But you know what? I mean, that's that's cool. The, the members of the band look, they all look fairly young, except yeah. for dude, except for dude with the tattoos. Looks like he might be a little bit older. He might be the one who, who, who like, you your eye would your eye would naturally gravitate towards this person as being hardcore for life but my guess is is probably more like uh construction worker for life yeah yeah i don't know you know those uh those i don't know man those clothes are a bit fresh i mean (laughs) they got them for life you know what i mean so maybe they just picked them up i have i have fucking shirts that are over 20 years old you know what i mean that i still wear i got a code 13 shirt i bought in like 1997 right right um so they'll last you if you take care of them Mm -hmm. um or coat them with fucking deodorant in the armpits (laughs) the armpits of that thing are are just full of fucking deodorant um (laughs) like like they're hard and cakey no matter what i do i can't get it out right yeah um but uh yeah whatever you know they don't uh, they don't look hardcore they don't look hardcore <laughs> well maybe they're going to prove us wrong who knows um the art is done by the ever reliable John Mayo it has a very recognizable style and does a whole lot of stuff for a whole lot of band these day- bands these days and i i always enjoy John's art he's done some art for a couple of my bands as well um so it looks like they only have one song available off of this release um it it i don't know if they're they're waiting they're waiting for the full drop um or what but they've just got one song off of hardcore for life available for us to listen whoa 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 whoa. what they also tell you what gear they're using do they really yes oh shit yeah they do no one gives a shit (laughs) yeah what the fuck why did you do that (laughs) no one gives a shit man (laughs) that's really fucking strange i've i've literally never seen that done before I I I haven't seen that done um, on anything less than like a professional thrash release. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's thirty years old. Yeah, that's really strange, uh, guys. I I wasn't gonna ask you, and I don't care anymore now that it's right in front of me. So <laughs> yeah, you, you can omit that. You can omit that information uh, on future releases. I assure you, no one gives a fuck. 
Um, all right, so I guess let's listen to the one song that they have available, which is the last song on the release. So we're going to listen to Call of the Void by Side Eye off of their release, Hardcore for Life. Okay, we just heard Call of the Void by Side Eye off of their release, Hardcore for Life. Nate, how'd you feel about it? No, these guys are not hardcore for life at all. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. This metallic hardcore like this is fine if it's done really well. This was not done really well. Right. Um, I don't dip my toes into this water too much, certainly with like modern shit. Yeah. Um, uh, basically... If I hear stuff like this that doesn't evoke immediately like um, systems overload or something, then I'm not interested in it. Yeah, for sure. Unless, unless, right, yeah. Unless it's immediately in, invoking, yeah, sure, uh, like, integrity or, that, or turmoil or something. Yeah, you know, if it's not like, on that level, then I'm just not interested in it. It's simple yeah. as that. And this is, you know, I don't know. These guys seem like they were shooting for the fucking moon. Yeah. Um, they didn't. Those lyrics sounded like my man had a fucking stroke while he was writing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
those lyrics, you are here to live, not just to fucking die. Here alone you will die because you are here to live. Dying is what living, you know, it's just like, what, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I, I, I was having a very fucking hard time keeping a straight face through that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just sound, uh, it sounded like he was having a stroke when he wrote those. And he was indeed saying, like, he forgot what he was saying. Right. Um, my grandmother had a stroke in front of me standing in the middle of the hallway, and that's basically what it sounded like. Um, <laughs> she uh, was talking to me one minute, and the next minute she went, <laughs> and that was pretty much her brains being scrambled. I think that's what happened to this guy, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to go too hard on this just because, like I said, it does look like they're probably somewhat younger yeah. folks. Right. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't bagging on them because they're young or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, I ain't going to shit all over them for trying, right? Yeah. Um, But this needs plenty of improvement. Less less concern over what type of gear you're using and more concern over um, what that gear actually ends up sounding like when it's all put together. Yeah, for sure. Now, I will say though, uh, the a, f- a few members of this band look younger, but but Brandon, who submitted this, and uh, who is the vocalist, who is actually the the, the individual in the Metallica shirt in, in question, you know, I just double checked on social media just because that is where this was initially sent to me. It was on Facebook, and then he ended up sent, submitting it to the email. But uh, Brandon is actually going to be thirty here pretty soon. Well, I, I was certain that that was the vocalist because that is the that is the sound of a beefy bald man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Brandon, since you sent this in, I'll just you know I'll speak to you directly. And since you're the oldest one in here, I mean, you know, I, I don't know when you got involved in in this style of music. So, hey, maybe you're well on your way to be an HC four L. Um, but uh, you know, I, I would just say. Take a moment to sit back, refine your vocal stylings a little bit um, and and your approach to lyricism because it did feel a little bit redundant. Um, It didn't feel like you were quite getting across what you had to what you were trying to say, what you were attempting to say, and there were some timing issues in delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this was your first go at being the vocalist of a band. It looks like this is y'all's first release. Um, and like I said, the other members of this band do appear to be considerably younger than you. Um, if this is your your first attempt at a band, I don't want to hate too hard. I but I also am not going to sugarcoat it. This did suck. I mean, it is what it is. This was not good. Um, but there is plenty of opportunity for growth. And even being almost thirty years old, you know, hey, that you're you're a spring chicken. You got plenty of time to get good at what you do. There are plenty of people who didn't start working on their craft and honing their craft until they were 30, 35 years old, and then they get really good at it. You know, when they 10, 10 years down the line. So you got plenty of time to get better at this whole thing. Um, but, uh, this ain't it yet. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is not, this is not where you want to be as of yet. And yeah, this style of hardcore in general is not super appealing to me anyway. There are plenty of exceptions to it though. I mean, if it's really good, it's really good. Um, but you know, especially kind of like local level bands playing this sort of just like heavy straight ahead hardcore, it, it does, it does nothing for me. And this is, this was kind of a particularly sloppy rendition of that form anyway. So I would say just kind of bring it back to the drawing board, try and get better. Um, and then hopefully you achieve that goal because this is, this is not where it needs to be as of yet. And it didn't sound like, so when this song came in, clearly it's fucking, it sounds like that track five on the recording is going to run right into track six. Right. Um, I don't know if that's the case for all of them, but this is the only track you can hear. Why not put a track that just stands alone by itself as the fucking selection? Sure. 
you know, better, I don't better, know. This better just, yet, why not just make them all available for us to hear? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's just me being a, you know, I've been a dick since, you know, the song stopped playing, basically. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I, what, what is up with these sorts of fucking like heavy hardcore bands trying to wax philosophical, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's so fucking ham handed every time. It is. Right? Like, yeah. just stop trying to wax philosophical about, like, death and the meaning of glory and honor. Like, <laughs> yo, I mean, it it doesn't fucking matter, man. Because, no. like, I was kind of, like, going back to some of the other songs, too. Yeah. There's no music. And it's like, no, you know, obviously it seems like he's trying to, you know, you know, who the, the lyricist is trying to impart maybe some measure of personal philosophy into the lyrics. But, yo... It's uh, it's coming across like a fucking raw cut of beef right across the face, man. <laughs> you know, no depth to it whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, you know, I'm I'm about as I'm as about as big a hate breed fan as as you can come by in the wild. Um, but I I gotta say, it's this is Jamie Josta's fault for sure. See, you know? see, and that's it. Like I've never given a shit about hate breed. I'm not not a single fucking note of hate breed music ever 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 enters my consciousness i've never given a shit about that band but you're right i i, I wouldn't have even thought about hate breed um and it being his fault like it shut is the fuck though. up Jamie Josta. go <laughs> fuck off all i mean all of his lyrics are like you have to peer within your mind's eye to find the truth that lies inside Every no. lyric, every fucking lyric for the last 30 years. Almost. What's that mean, pal? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's definitely Jamie Joss's fault. Like the proliferation of this style of lyricism and like heavy hardcore for sure is Jamie's fault. But uh, don't don't attempt to do it. You can't replicate it. And it's been stale for hate breed even now for the last 20 years. So yeah. so let's let's just let's just give up. Let's just give it up. Stop. Stop attempting, as Nate said, to wax philosophically in your heavy hardcore bands lyrics it's not working um and you're you're not you're not articulate enough to pull it off you know what i'm saying it really seems like yeah like in heavy hardcore bands like the lyrics the 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 the, the lyrics go one of two ways either this sort of like stupid fucking you know butt rock philosophy that you know they put in there right or crying about how tough things are for them and how they're just an empty hollow shell of themselves <laughs> yeah for sure right for sure yes like what the fuck you know i i i i'm pretty sure that like jesus gospel music has a has a a, a wider breadth of uh you know topics and sort of uh i guess lyrical themes than heavy hardcore this is this well the, the, the these sorts of lyrics are you know they're lyrics for bricklayers to introspect to as they drive home. <laughs> all, all those fucking bricklayer union boys out there in heavy hardcore bands. <laughs> yeah, it's for all them those, to intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all those fucking bearded human furnaces out there building the fucking building your next house and laying the concrete in your fucking new driveway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> It's for them to turn their gaze inward as they drive home in their lifted right. Ford F one fifty. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, they're, they're driving home and they've got, you know, like the fucking little baby grenade and the pistol and the <laughs> shotgun. And then mommy's a hunting rifle and daddy's the AR-15. <laughs> and, you know, he's driving home in his F-150 that's tastefully list, lifted like maybe just an inch and a half or something right. like that. Or it might even be like stock, like the F-150 Raptor. So it's a little <laughs> higher than normal, right? Yeah. And... He just got done laying some fucking bricks and now he's going home to fucking put on some goddamn hate breed with his <laughs> wife and he's going to play fucking Gears of War. Right? Yeah. While, while his, while his, uh, his young son, Zachariah, <laughs> Zachariah James <laughs> takes a nap, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. You don't want to play music for those people. Come no, on. you don't want to play music for those people. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> So look, here's here's the hoping that you can find a new path forward and you can remain hardcore for life, but you can do it in a way that is better than this. Right, because I'm going to tell you what, I don't give a shit what type of music you listen to. Fucking that dude ain't fucking hardcore for life. He gave up a while ago when he named his son Zachariah and he got the <laughs> F-150 Raptor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just saying. <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. Well, side eye, better luck next time. Um, let's, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. All right, seven. All right, seven is X-Pilots. This is, uh, xpilots.bandcamp.com, and it looks like they, looks like they've been doing shit for a grip now, actually. Um, they've got, they've got stuff dating all the way back to, uh, to May of 2019. Um, it looks like this newest release is, is just a single. It's the song In Hell. So uh, I've got no idea what to expect with this at all. Uh, I guess it's a single from the forthcoming second LP, um, and it came out at the beginning of this month. So let's listen to it. We're going to listen to In Hell by X-Pilots.
All right, we just heard the song In Hell by X-Pilots, and I wanted to point out this is actually the solo project of E, who sings in the band Living World from Pittsburgh, who mm-hmm. we've had on the show before, and Living World is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, predictably, if you know me, um, I love that a lot. Um, it was like equal parts, guided by vo- voices, halo benders, a little bit of swirlies in there for good measure. I mean, it captured the zeitgeist of the sort of turn of the decade of, you know, the, the, of 1990, um, it had aspects of stuff that could have come out in 87, 88, 89 with, uh, elements of shit that was coming out all the way through 94, 95, um, you know, mixing in a lot of sort of lo-fi college rock that was coming out during, during that period of time with, uh, some shoegaze elements. This was really, really well done. It was super catchy. Um, the lyricism was also really refreshing. It was kind of like, esoteric and hard to place and not about anything that is immediately uh recognizable or specific it's in general very well written um it it, it seems like the lyrics of somebody who is uh fairly literate and well read um was not i mean maybe it's introspective but it feels far more narrative and uh is not woe is me lyricism that so often accompanies contemporary indie rock um, there was pretty much nothing about this that I didn't like. The guitar tones were super, super, super dialed in. Um, the use of like the tremolo arm was was sparing but effective. So you got those nice My Bloody Valentine and Swirly's bends in there later in the song. Um, the instrumental interlude was great. There was nothing about this that I didn't like. I could I could suck I could suck this thing's dick all day. Um, I'm gonna go back and listen to listen to the rest of their releases. And uh, now eagerly await this LP because I loved that single a lot. This is this is probably some of the best sort of like classic college rock stuff that I've heard in a grip. Uh, if you like, um, uh, this actually is uh, for a contemporary reference point. This called to mind a band like Pleather. It's a little bit more um, involved. I mean, there's like there's more layers here. It's uh, a little bit farther removed than from punk and like twee stuff than Pleather is, but it's still in the same world. Um, and it evoked some of the same sort of like, you know, evening summertime vibes. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I don't really have a lot to add. I think that this is pretty good. I, uh, this isn't typically sort of in my lane. I think what really helped it for me was the lo-fi production. Cause this definitely yeah. made it sound like this was about 30 years old. For sure. Yep. Um, this sounded, Yeah. Yeah, this sounded about 30 years old, and that's a really good era of uh, alternative rock and just sort of like independent music for me, college rock, basically. Yep. Um, I think it's just for everybody, that's the way it is. Um, Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this that you didn't already hit on. I do like, so here's an example of lyrics that, uh, as you said, um, require you to think a little bit more about what's going on or not. Yeah. Um, is it does sound narrative. They, they also sound like, um, a little spiteful. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like the, uh, the sass in them, so to speak. Sure. Um, rather than, well, I'm never a fan of fucking woe is me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I dug this. I'll probably check the, check out more of this. I'll check out more from this band for sure. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton to say. I thought this was pretty good. 
Yeah, this was great. Uh, I, I loved this. Thanks, thanks to TJ for sending this in. I think TJ uh, TJ knows my taste pretty well and, and knew I would I specifically would fuck with this heavily. And it's a it's a nice bonus that you also enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I will be looking I will be looking for that uh, LP. I'm not sure if it's going to be self released or if it's coming out on a label. There's not really any information here on the website, but I'll be keeping my eye out on it. This was uh, this was really great. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Eight. Eight is Mentor with Chapter Black. The Bandcamp is smokingroom-label.bandcamp.com. Smoking Room is a label based out of Oakland, California. And this is a release that they put out in December of last year. It's one that has uh, slipped by me, but uh, evidently is very, very good, according to Eric Harsh, who sent it in. Uh, he recommended the second track on here, Forlorn Hope. Um, so we will uh, we'll go with that one. I have no idea what to expect, but the songs are short and sweet, and the artwork is really good. So uh, hopefully it's hopefully it rips. So we're going to listen to Forlorn Hope by a mentor off of their seven inch chapter black. <laughs> Okay, we decided to listen to two songs, so we listened to Forlorn Hope and Ghost and Apparitions by Mentor off of their 7-inch Chapter Black. Nate, how'd you like that? Pretty tough, lo-fi, fast, straight-ahead straight hardcore. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Not the best I've heard. Um, like, I won't remember this. Yeah, I might not. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, I liked everything about it. I like right. the artwork because um, it's stupid and shitty. Um I, you know, I like the production on it because it was noisy and fucking blown out, but also somehow like everything was, behind, everything was in the background, it seemed. Right, right. Some of the drums. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like everything about it, but at the same time, I will probably won't remember this. Like looking at it, there's a limited edition seven inch and a cassette bundle mm -hmm. that has their first demo cassette and all that sort of stuff. And there's only 20 of them and there's eight remaining. And I'm like, boy, that seems like a good buy, but I didn't quite hit it because I think because I just, I, I want it. I want it turned up just a little more. 
I don't know how to, I don't know how else to put that. I want, I want, I want the fucking mania just a little bit turned up a little bit more on this. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, I think that this was really good. I, I'm with you in that there wasn't anything about this that I didn't like. I mean, it might be a somewhat lazy comparison, but anytime you hear sort of like breakneck speed, raw, hardcore with uh, kind of creepy crawly breaks in there and a lot of dissonance, I mean, Void comes to mind, obviously. I think there are kind of a glut of newer bands that are trying to channel Void, which is not something that I'm bummed about. It's it's something that we haven't really seen at large in uh, punk and hardcore scene for a grip, and I'm, I'm happy to see a new wave of bands trying to do it, and I think that this did it pretty effectively. I mean, I guess for me, it's just there's not, although I liked everything about this, there's just not enough for me to sink my teeth into to that I'm going to remember that this came out in six months. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's what I mean. Like it's, there's, I like it, but yeah. it's, you know, a, fucking a solid a, right. Yeah. Um, if I saw this band, I buy that seven inch right then and there for sure. Um, it'd be probably the best band I saw in the basement that night. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah because yeah. this is truly fucking like, this is truly ephemeral fucking basement hardcore. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know what I mean? This, yes. I, I would be stunned if this band has a has a follow-up release, right? right? They've done their demo, they do the seven inch, that's it. Right. Um this but at the same time, like this band sounds like the B roster for eleven PM records. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. And and I I mean honestly, the, you know, my my tape and 7-inch and t-shirt collection is populated by zillions of bands that, like this that I've seen in basements and played with in basements over the years that like I'll go through and for, I'll forget what they sound like and 10 years yeah. later I'll put the tape on like, you know, or I'll find the t-shirt in a storage bin and be like, "Oh yeah, I played with this band. I think they were sick. Let me dig up the 7-inch or whatever." Like uh, you know, I I was actually I found a, a shirt the other day this band Coughing Fit who played at the house back in the day. I remember them, yep. Coughing Fit was fucking sick, and I still have the tape, and I put it on, and it was great. And it's actually hardcore. It's more power violence inspired than this stuff, but still right. kind of breakneck, raw, hardcore stuff. And uh, and it was really good. But a lot of stuff in this world, in that, as you phrased it, sort of that ephemeral basement, basement hardcore scene that kind of comes and goes um, very quickly, uh, it, it does end up occupying that space in my collection and in my mind where I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the seven inch for sure. It's definitely the best band I saw that night. Nothing I didn't like about it, but I'll probably forget to listen to the seven inch for another five to seven years and then be yeah. like, Oh yeah. Oh that, that, yeah, that this is really good. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make a note to remember this band and then I'll forget about them again. As soon as I put the seven inch back in yeah, my, it, it's almost has like an, uh, an archival role than like a living role in my record yeah. collection. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, I like this just fine. Um, so we've talked about it before, but like when will we hit the next turning? Right. Yeah. When we start to hear like sort of one sort of approach starts to get saturated and you have just a few sort of standouts that sort of hang around for another few years, but then drop out. Um, and when do you hit the turning when you start to hear something come back around again that's different right i think we're getting close to it yeah i mean we are kind of we are kind of reaching critical mass with like bands doing the sort of raw hardcore thing and i never get tired of it no but it's like you know at the same time there are a ton of them right now for sure um this is summertime hardcore this is only meant to last for six months right 
um, that that's the shelf life on stuff like this. And I love it all, but that doesn't mean I remember it all. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, it's gotten to the point now too, where there are so many bands doing this kind of stuff. You know, the ones that I remember and the ones whose seven inches or tapes I pick up are the bands doing it the best. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, it, yep. So it's it's already gotten to the point where I'm not at all checked out, but I have to be more selective. If there were if there were 20 bands total doing this style of music right now, and that shift had already occurred, I would probably be buying every release by all of those bands. But as it is, I'm hyper selective about what I buy out of this world because there are a handful of bands just doing this really really well, and a whole lot of other bands like this that are definitely good, but who are going to end up in the also ran category in five to ten years. You know? Yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's it's if I heard this i don't know three years ago four years ago yeah bought it right there and there yeah yeah yep right for Um, sure so yeah i like this a lot i'm not trying to shit on it i'm just uh there's a lot of fish in those waters right now yep yep for sure so yeah no shade on mentor this was this was really really solid if anything it's just a uh a testament to uh how much dope shit in this world exists right now and uh certainly not bummed about that so um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's next. One. Okay, one is repeat offender. The band camp is Mendeko Discock. That is M E N D E K U D I S K A K dot bandcamp dot com, and this is their demo seven inch. So I don't think we have had this band on the show before because this is their demo. <laughs> so and it, and it just it just came out in December. So I, I'm pretty sure we haven't had this yeah, band on the show. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard this, but you know, this this has like the same sort of like stylistics of as a band, like you know, like the bands that are like violent Christians and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like this looks like the, a lot of those bands sort of have like basically the same the same cover, so to speak. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so maybe I'm getting mixed up with something else, but man, I'm almost certain I've heard this. Anyway, let's let's get into it. Let's uh, figure one. Let's listen to one. Okay, so Grant uh, Grant uh, suggests that we listen to the second track, Blood Blood Feud. All right. So uh, so we're gonna listen to Blood Feud by Repeat Offender off of their demo. Okay, we just heard the song "Blood Feud" off of uh, by Repeat Offender off of their demo seven inch, and so I, I did a little bit of research while I was listening to that song, mm-hmm. um, and it, it looks like this demo did initially come out in February of last year. It just got the seven inch treatment in uh, December of last year, so there is a bigger window of time for us to have potentially heard this. 
Um, that said, I, I don't, I don't think that we actually, we may have had this in the queue at some point, but I definitely don't remember hearing that. Um, and it was, it was really, really good. Um, that, that, that was more, I I guess, you know, we were talking about bands, um, playing sort of like straight ahead, hardcore, uh, basement, hardcore doing it kind of, uh, at the, at the next echelon. And I think that this probably broke into that echelon for me. This was really catchy. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get ready for some fucking, you know, let, let's get ready to be pedantic and nitpicky here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because I would, for most folks, there ain't a ton of difference between Mentor and this. Right. Um, and if I'm booking a show, there ain't a ton of difference between Mentor and this. And admittedly, there really isn't. Yeah. But if I saw this band in the same fucking bill as Mentor, this is the band I remember. Yeah. Um, and it has, you know... Everything to do with like the songwriting was a bit hookier. There was, you know, a bit of that oi and that just just a little more rock and roll in the songs. Yep. Um, the recording was a little brighter. Um, you know what I mean? Like it just, it stood out a little more. It didn't quite sound so fucking muddy and muffled. Yep. Uh, it was still noisy though, but the guitar especially rang out a bit more on it. Yep. Um, it, uh, it was meaner in every way. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like this. I like this better than Mentor for sure. Yeah. If I saw this, I would buy it. I, I'm not going to pay for shipping from Vietnam. Though. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's asking a little bit much of us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's I guess yo, I mean, shout out to this label though, who evidently had the they're having the same idea that we did, just the other way around. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're they're put, they're putting out American bands so that Vietnamese cats can get a hold of it. Uh, we're putting out international bands so that North American cats can get a hold of it. So, so, shit. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the record looks good, man. I'm on their big cartel right now and uh, repeat offender California, uh, big cartel, and um, yeah, the record looks fucking good. This bone white record, the label's really tasteful and minimal. Um, the artwork is good. But uh, man, that's a long way to go to uh, get it back here to Indiana. Well, are there any? You're on repeat offenders, big cartel. You could probably that means that they're probably selling some copies stateside that oh, you don't yeah, have to pay right. for shipping. Here from. I am. See, I'm a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. See, there you go. You should, that's luckily, well, lucky you I had did. me to help you navigate the intricacies of the interweb. Fucking house, Carl Lydia, dude. She's just on my mind all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm sure. Gosh. Um, right. Yeah. So, so you can you can evidently get stateside copies of this from uh, Repeat Offenders Big Cartel. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I very well will probably well I'll, yeah I'm all, I will almost certainly order a copy of the seven inch as soon as we're done recording the show tonight. This was uh, this was really dope. I liked this a whole lot. Oh, um, I, don't, I really don't have anything to add to it that, you know, to add to this that you didn't already say. It's just catchy, straight up meat and potatoes hardcore that you cannot go wrong with. And right. yes, it is pedantic for us to make a distinction between mentor and this, um, but I'm going to do so nonetheless and say, yes, I, 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 I greatly preferred this and will probably be purchasing a copy of it. It's really good. Um, all right. If, uh, if we got nothing else to say about repeat offender because it's just it's just good enough that there's not that much that needs to be said um, we can roll the dice and uh, and listen to the next thing all right one again okay so this is siege column sent in by Ryan Donahoe which is you know that's that's always a glowing review in and of itself because he typically sends in shit that you know rips uh, in, of all different genres uh, the bandcamp is siegecolumn.bandcamp.com 
They are a metal band based out of New Jersey. I'm not really entirely sure what subgenre of metal that they play. It's it's bestial shit. The LP I just picked up the LP like three weeks ago. This this um, this LP? No, no, this is newer. The LP um, Inferno Death Passion. Okay, word. Um, so it's it's just real. Be- it's it's my fucking. It's it's my bread and butter right now when it comes to uh, uh, metal in general. Word. Um, there is a uh, there is a title track on here, so do we want to listen to that one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. So we're gonna listen to Dark Side Legions off the record of the same name by Siege Column.
Okay, we just heard the song Dark Side Legions off of the LP of the same name by Siege Column. And man, Ryan Ryan was not lying. This uh, th- this evidently is one of the best bands doing it. That was really fucking good. Holy shit, I loved that. I immediately looked for uh, where that can be purchased. You can find LPs of that on the Parasitic Records Big Cartel if you want to pick up a copy. And it looks like there are still copies left, even though this came out in August of uh, of last year. So that's kind of surprising to me because that yeah that was that was really good. And yeah, I think Bestial is the best tag for that for sure. That was great. Yeah. It's just you know it's basically a modern take on old school death metal demos right there. Um, you know, incorporating equal amounts of just like pure chaos, um, with like, you know, those pick slides are just so fucking like reminiscent of like, you know, blasphemy and Ross Bay sort of shit. For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, incorporating stuff like that and like best of Warlust and all that, but Mm -hmm. also like that riff at the end, I mean, early Celtic frost or Hellhammer. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. That recording is a lot rawer than the LP from two years ago. Okay. That recording, I was looking, I was looking at it to see if that was like an old one or if that was a demo recording because uh, that was a lot like more lo-fi than uh, the other full length that I have. Uh, I gotta say, I, I fucking love the artwork for this too. It's fucking dope. Dude, I am so in to just sh- like it's really having it's it never really stops having a moment for me, but like juvenile scenes of like anti-christian torture yeah and like you know just like overt overt violence um in uh depicted in very juvenile ways yeah um, for sure i'm I'm all about right yeah like like on my on my wall right in front of me is like a banner of the mystifier album uh getia or however we want to pronounce that album and it's like gosha that's it Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, the, the drawing is pretty damn good. It looks like, you know, out of like a fucking tales for tales of horror comic book drawing. Right. But the Baphomet standing in the background has a big fucking boner and (laughs) the tits on the Baphomet are really bad. It looks like it got like really firm, bad boob implants. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's so shitty and I love it. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I, I never get tired. I never get tired of just like juvenile, overt, meant to fucking offend, like uh, shit like this. Yeah, for sure. Neither do I. And uh, yeah, Mystifier comes to mind too. I mean, uh, you know, I was listening to that record earlier this week. It, there, there's rarely a, a week that's gone by in the last six months where I haven't listened to that record, actually. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is like a very international approach to to early death metal too and and early you know i guess metal metal that transcends death and black black metal labels and is just incorporating various extreme metal genres of the time like mystifier um like bestial warlust like blasphemy to an extent that has equal parts black metal equal parts death metal equal parts uh you know proto proto black metal and thrash um it just kind of throws it all into a blender and, and makes something that is uh, wholly unapproachable for 99 percent of people and, and that's yeah where I mean, I, make no mistake that what we just heard basically sounded like shit but it's meant to you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. you know it's it's doing it right as we said when i when you know I, i've talked about like i don't know i i don't feel like as an average as an as an average i.e like non-musician yeah. As an average fan, I don't feel like I need to have, I said before, like the erudition of a fucking jazz artist to appreciate a metal album. Right. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Just give it to me fucking lowbrow and pummeling and I'm happy. Yeah, for sure. And it was definitely both of those things, man. That that break in there was hard as fucking nails. Um, yeah, this is everything about metal that I love. The, like truly everything about metal that I love. The production, the riffs, the approach, the attitude, the fucking aesthetic. Um, yeah. this, this totally this hit the nail on the head for me. I love this. Yeah. Um, all right. If we got nothing else to say about it, let's, uh, let's roll the dice at least one more time. I don't think we have too many messages to get through tonight. So we got, we got time to listen to at least another band. All right. Uh, one. Okay. One again. All right. One is, one is eyeball. I'm both like interested and like a, a little bit, a little bit wary. Um, just cause it's so on the nose. The band camp is eyeball gang, G E N G dot band and uh, this is a band from Canton, Canton, Connecticut. Uh, this is their first release. It's just a single, and it came out in January of, uh, of this year. Uh, there is really no information about it other than just who it was recorded with and where it was recorded. Uh, Kane recorded everything except the drums. Nick Belmore recorded those. So we Kane. got Kane. Oh, shit, the seven-foot monster? <laughs> Kane, the seven-foot monster. That's right. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's tagged alternative gr- and grunge, and, I mean, it, it they nailed the aesthetic to a T. So uh, we'll we'll see if they nail the sound, too. This could, this could go either – this is either going to be like, yeah, I love this, or damn, this really missed the mark. So we're going to listen to the song Blue by the band Eyeball. Oh, 
Okay. All right. That was former members of Drowning Pool and Spine Shank teaming up with Pink to deliver Blue. That was Blue <laughs> by the band Eyeball. <laughs> okay. So, so I'll t- I take it you did not like that at all. No. Fuck no, dude. Are you kidding me? That missed the mark by 10 fucking years. So I, so I don't. I don't think it did, except that I think the vocals were so off that it totally, it totally drowned out everything else. Because I think the guitars were like straight up hum worship, and the the production on the instrumentals for like all of the instrumental shit going on in this was really good. Like the production sounded exactly like it needed to. This sounded in a way like it was recorded at earth analog, which is Matt from Hum's uh, studio. And it was definitely dialing that dialing in that hum guitar tone to a T, but I thought the vocals just like it totally fucking killed it, man. It totally killed it. The, the vocals were really bad. They were distracting from the rest of the music, but the vocals are what made it sound like a fucking new metal band trying to sound like a 90s grunge band. Yeah, for, the, the vocals made this sound way more deftones than it did hum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Which for some of our listeners, that'll be the shit. You know what I'm saying? For some of our listeners, they'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. This sounded like some fucking like early 2000s deftones. That's my shit. That was never my shit. They have some tracks that I think are pretty good. It's a band that doesn't offend me, but a band that I never really gave a shit about and that I never really understood the appeal of. Um, I really like Hum and I really like Failure and there's clearly there's clearly some attempt to channel that stuff here. And I think at moments it really dialed that in. But man, the vocals to me just like it derailed the whole experience and it, and it overshadowed the whole experience. Um, the vocals should have been lower in the mix. They should have been delivered differently. I mean, I don't know, man. Kane, you clearly can write a song. Um, you know, you can play you can play your guitar well. Uh, I don't think singing is your bag, though, man. I think yeah. <laughs> I think I think oh, you got to find someone else to come in and and do the vocals because if these if these were delivered like like you know matt from from home if these were low in the mix really monotone uh a little a little chorus and reverb on them sitting sitting where where, like at the same level as the guitars in the mix it would have done a lot more for this song Uh, i think i think it would have moved this from something that i didn't enjoy into something that i thought was like yeah pretty good i will say my immediate response to this was that i need to send it over to head to wall records because this sounds like their next signee Dude, I, I so I don't know, man. I can't I can't get away from the fact that this sounded just like after fucking after all those after all those early two thousand new metal bands just sort of decided to like get a more mature like radio friendly as as their as their uh, as their fan base was aging, uh, get a, get get a little more like just uh, rock radio sound to them. That's what this fucking sounded like to me, dude. It just sounded like those bands trying to fucking pull off a fucking grunge band from like 1990 1997 yeah cuz uh, cuz i will say too the vocals were produced horribly as well like it wasn't just that i didn't think the vocals were good which i didn't but they were produced like the the effects on there there was almost like a light auto tune on them it you're right it did sound like the band cold or something you know <laughs> it was yeah, like yeah. oh that was it like like i it it sounds like it sounded like all all the fucking music that you would hear in our neck of the woods uh 
Yeah. Um, and maybe you still do on the radio, but like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. this is the only thing you would hear on guitar. That wasn't like country. This is the only thing you would hear on fucking like rock radio out here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, modern rock radio. And I didn't hear, I mean, that stuff pulled from the, from the alternative and the grunge of the nineties, but it totally missed the mark in that it was like super fucking slick and watered down. Yeah. And that's what this sounded like, man. I could just, I could just fucking see the monster energy drink in the fucking, you know, the house in the suburbs and that sort of shit as people are fucking, you know, loving life out here in the Midwest, listening to this song. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, which I don't know, maybe he was going for that, you know, I mean, his name is Kane. So, <laughs> so maybe he was going for that WWE entrance music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't like, I didn't like anything about this. Period. Yeah. I, I, I did. I liked some of the riffs on there. Like I said, I really liked the guitar production, but I think the vocal production and the vocals in general really drug it down. And I think incorporating this sort of like weird electronic interlude in there was, was very uh, turn of the century radio rock for sure. Um, and yeah, this did veer, this did veer too far into butt rock for me to enjoy it. But I think if some tweaks were made, this could potentially be good. Uh, but as it stands, it is not yet. <laughs> it is not yet good. Um, okay, so let's see. Where, where are we at? Uh, hour and fifteen minutes in. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Well, let's see how many how many messages we got here. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, a couple of them are very short. Uh, a few of them yeah, are very short. They're all very short. It's just how fucking long winded are we, right? <laughs> yes. The so answer let's being. Just, let's just roll it once more. Okay. Cool. Three. Okay, three is, it's not necessarily one that I was looking forward to. It is uh, confused. The Bandcamp is confused, sa.bandcamp.com. And if you look at the art, you'll see see why I wasn't too excited for this. Um, the art is really bad. It's like, it's yeah, it is really, I mean, it's really bad. <laughs> it's, it, it, it seems about as hip and current as like, uh, I don't know anything that suicidal tendencies might be doing in 2021 right yes exactly um it's i mean it's it's definitely going for that like west coast uh west coast skate thrash suicidal tendencies vibe but i mean that logo that logo though yeah on the hat uh huh yeah, that looks like uh, they'd be on tour with Kitty. Speaking of fucking new metal, <laughs> yeah, dude, yes, that 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 is that's the opening band on a a, a tour with uh, with Kitty and Cole Chamber. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're just a little more. They're a little sick and a little twisted, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so it, it looks like this is like some some skate rock shit. There is there's a song on here called Skate or Die. Um, let's, I don't know. I don't There's know where the title track behind closed doors. It's, it's really short. Uh, yeah, it's a minute 17, but that looks like, I mean, that's kind of in the realm of what a lot of these songs are. There's, there's let's a couple do others. Do you want to do suicide? Yeah. It might have give, be good for a laugh, right? <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Let's listen to that one. So we're going to listen to suicide off the record behind closed doors by confused. Why would you 
Okay, so we just heard the song Suicide by the band Confused off of their record Behind Closed Doors. And uh, so I, I got some thoughts about this immediately. And their thoughts that I'm just going to give you a spoiler warning, um, as, as many as many things we discuss on this show, um, it might might appear on its face a little bit hypocritical. Because coming from two dudes whose favorite genre and chosen genre to discuss on a weekly basis is one that is uh, well beyond its expiration date and as a whole is, is little more than cosplay. Um, my main criticism of this and bands like this is that it definitely feels like very on the nose cosplay of like a very specific scene that existed many years ago, a hyper niche scene. Um, and it bands like this, even when it's done pretty well, like this was, I mean, you know, the production values were good. Um, they were nailing what they were going for. It's like, it's, it's bands like this always seem to, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe Confused doesn't exist in this world, but it seems to me that bands like this always seem to exist in this strange sort of like nether realm where they don't actually cross over with like the broader hardcore and punk scenes in their area. It's always, Mm. it's always bands like this to me, in my experience anyway, they like open up shows for like DRI and like suicidal tendencies or whatever your sort of like legacy well past their prime hardcore or crossover act is when they come through and play like the local dive bar it's always a band like this that's opening who by all counts is accounts is probably better than the band that they're opening for at this point uh and they always end up playing those shows and like local battles, battle of the bands. And it's always members who dress like the skull on this cover with like bandanas and flip bill hats and like battle vests and shit. But they like don't come to other local shows and they just like are in their own little pocket of reality. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it always seems like these bands Mm -hmm. occupy that space. It's a really weird thing. And, you know, just seeing that, like the tags at the bottom are just punk in San Antonio. I think a lot of it too is like these bands oftentimes, and again, I'm, I'm speaking from experience about other bands like this. I have no idea if it applies to confuse, but a lot of the time members of bands like this, seem to think that they're in some way like better than hardcore or they're better than their generation's iteration of punk or whatever and they very much want to live in this sort of like very strictly curated 
uh, fantastical bubble that they've created with their peer group where they're like the OG Hesher Thrasher dudes and they're just trying to recreate this time that they wish they could have grown up in and they want nothing to do with what's going on in like punk and hardcore at large. Um, that's always the vibe that I get from bands like this. Whether or not it a- applies to Confused or not, I have no idea. But like when I hear music like that, it's it's all I can it's all I can think of. Um, especially when you combine it with like the aesthetic of this release in general. As for the music, it was done well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, sure. they did like the crossover skate thrash stuff well. Um, this isn't something that's particularly attractive to me. You know what I'm saying? Even in my younger days, there were only a few bands like this that I really gravitated towards. Um, right. and, and this is just, you know, it's not capturing my attention in, in 2021. Um, but, but it's fine. I mean, if this is your shit, then this is a really good version of it, you know? Yeah, this, this was fine. Um, I mean, it is exactly what I expected. Yeah. Um, based and, and delivered in exactly the way not only just like the songwriting and all that sort of stuff more the song sounded like but it was delivered exactly as i would expect it to be in like the slickness of it just based on what the artwork looks like right yeah um you kind of hit on something here for me a few a few weeks back we had a band on here that fatty Hearst submitted mm-hmm. and i said this is fine but this is like for me a bit too on the nose in terms of like just regular street punk. You never see a band like this in a basement. This is a fucking bar band. Yeah. And that's kind of where this lane is too. I like this better than that. That other, that other band was a bit more just too plain vanilla punk rock for me. Mm. Um, I like this better. Um, I have a couple thoughts on what my own personal bias with this though. Okay. Um, so we, we kind of bagged on the artwork, you know what I mean? We don't like the artwork. It's too, it's too slick. It, it's basically ex- just dead on the nose, you know? Right. Um, there's no mystery here. I, I don't even need to listen to this record to like, probably, you know, I don't even need to listen to this record to just sort of walk away with the same feeling that listening to it would give me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I know exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. However, if this were a five song demo, and the artwork were hand-drawn or a little more mysterious, and the fucking recording quality were a little shittier, mm-hmm. you and I would have a totally different opinion about this. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Right? Yeah. Um, so we would have a totally different... If, if this were if this had half as many songs on it, and it had shitty artwork like Repeat Offender or... Um, um, oh, jeez. See, I told you I wouldn't remember him. I told you I wouldn't fucking remember him. Mentor. Mentor, right? Yeah. If it had shitty artwork like that and it hit us out of left field with some fucking like, you know, cross, like fast, basically dead on like, you know, suicidal tendencies, DRI style, like crossover thrash. If it hit it dead on with that, we'd be all about it. Yeah, you're not wrong. But the total slickness of the package and all that sort of stuff has like colored our impression we're going in a little bit preloaded on what we think about this yeah um so i I was trying to back off that while i was listening to it right Mm -hmm. and i think that this is this is pretty good for that reason but i still wouldn't buy it you know what i mean like i think this still doesn't interest me at this point um another thing about it like you know following along and, and listening to the lyrics and so forth like Another thing that sometimes bands do, 
with this sort of stuff because this sort of shit is like the classic shit is very fucking ignorant. Yeah. Um, very fucking ignorant in today's terms, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, like the the uh the lexicon that those bands engaged in, the level of sort of like um I guess sensitivity they took <laughs> yeah. towards like who might be hearing their music or something like that. Like like if this were a DRI song called Suicide um from the era, yeah, they would be encouraging you to actually commit suicide. For sure. Yes. Instead of instead of like, you know, why do you want to kill yourself? You know what I mean? I'm like, you should go out and kill yourself. <laughs> like it would just be a totally different approach there. Yeah. Um, which is probably a good thing that we're not making fun of, you know, people that want to kill themselves and stuff like that. You know, it's probably good that we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's we, you got a mouse in your pocket. I'm just saying <laughs> we, as in the capital, society, yeah, right. It's society sure. in general that we're not like gathering together and like egging people on as a culture to go kill themselves. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, right. but, uh, and, and Hey, apparently, you know, that's that's rubbed off on uh, the, the youth of today, right? Where they don't think it, they think it's cool to write a song about suicide, but take a different, a, a more modern stance, right? Don't go kill yourself. What's wrong with you? Nothing's so bad that you should go kill yourself, right? right. Yeah. Um. You know, so that's probably it's probably good. I don't know, but it makes the song more boring for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I know. Um. So yeah. like, this was fine, right? This was fine. I think that I would. I, my mea culpa, like my own personal prejudices aside, if I saw this in a different package with a little less fucking glitter on it, mm -hmm. um, I would have a higher opinion of it. Yeah, no, if for it sure. Came at me if it came at me from an unexpected place instead of looking at it and dead ass knowing what the fuck this sounded like, without even having to fucking hear it. I would like it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, that's, I don't know. Like I said, that's why, that's why I added that caveat up top because there, there is a degree of hypocrisy in, in, in my opinion on this. And it, it is just colored by my experience with this kind of stuff. And like, right. Yeah, I mean, this this kind of it's it's similar to what we've talked about with kind of uncanny valley hardcore shit. This 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 stuff to me kind of exists in that same uncanny valley where it's just like, yeah, man, literally just the approach and the aesthetic and the production value and how how this band carries themselves, whatever. Um, that's that's going to be the thing over the actual content of the songs. That's going to be the thing that either puts them more in my lane or makes it feel like something created by by outsiders by people that i don't really relate to you know what i mean uh well, it's it's very weird yeah but also i think you know i can't speak to you know what it was like in the 80s you know we all we all tend to think that like you know the era before you um was some sort of like it's kind of like it's it's almost in the same way that like Americans talk about the founders like they were these fucking wizened old men sent to us by Jesus himself to form a more perfect union, right? Yeah. They were just dudes that didn't want to fucking pay taxes and shit, right? <laughs> right, yeah. They, you know what I mean? They were just like rich like slave owners who were like, "Yo, I ain't paying fucking taxes," right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and whatever. They were uh, they were the elite of their era. They were certainly were not the infallible fucking, you know, the infallible fucking voice of God that for some reason we think they were like George Washington didn't even have any fucking teeth in his head by the time he was fucking 30. Right. How fucking stupid you gotta be. How fucking stupid you gotta be to lose all your goddamn teeth before you're 30. Oh, look at me. I'm George Washington. 
Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, is your teeth hurting? Don't fucking do that shit anymore, right? <laughs> Why don't you take care of them? Clearly, you're not doing something. If your teeth are fucking falling out of your head at a young age, clearly you need to, like, change your regimen. You need to do something different. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's fucking great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like, we all tend to think that, like, you know, it's like Ian, Mc- Ian McKay and, you know, like... All these folks that came before us were somehow like more, I guess, uh, more than they were in the era, right? Yeah, right. So, you know, and now I'm thinking about fucking George Washington with his fucking, and he didn't have wooden teeth. He had like donkey teeth in his dentures. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he did. But I'm thinking about George Washington with his fucking pewter and donkey dentures. But um, I, I lost my train of thought. But, like, we try to think that those folks were, like, more than they were. Yeah. Oh, here we are. And that maybe, like, the total package didn't matter as much because it was a bit more genuine. You know, like, when, mm-hmm. when, we, when, we, when we think back to, like, the heyday of hardcore or whatever, whatever, your, whatever um, your flavor, its heyday is, right? 90s hardcore, fucking late 80s youth, you know, like, late 80s youth crew, right? Is it, is it fucking, you know, early 80s, whatever, right? Yeah we tend to think that maybe it was a bit more genuine mm-hmm. than it, than it, maybe it was. Yeah. Um, so now anyway, when I hear something that is, well, when I'm judging whether or not I like something, I'm considering more than the sound. Right. Yes. Right. It, because it is cosplay at this point in all aspects. It sure. is cosplay, right? Siege Colin, fucking cosplay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like those dudes, I'm sure they have a certain look to them right now. I bet you they don't when they're just chilling. I bet you they're not fucking covered in spikes and fucking maniac dirty hair and like, you know, like dark circles under their eyes and fucking seething while they're fucking watching TV or something at home. You know what I mean? Like, like it's all fucking cosplay. Right. It's just, um, did you, did you get everything right? You know, did you, did you, did you get, all the details correct is the plating correct because like to get to a food analogy like this tasted just fine but the plating was bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah for sure that's uh, that's actually that's a that's a pretty apt way to put it honestly yeah um so yeah yeah we don't have to spend any more time on this i think we've we've waxed intellectual enough about the the weird sort of visual and social distinctions we make between bands that separate what we like from what we don't and what we consider true and as compared to what we consider false. Um, right. We waxed made- intellectual about a skull with green glowing <laughs> eyes and a fucking red flip bill with a blue bandana on. Right? We are true fucking retards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we waxed intellectual about that, right? Yeah. We fucking, we got the fucking issue with the founding fathers sorted out. Toothless fucking slave owners. that had a good few, a few good ideas, but um, you know, fuck them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this this moment, this whole conversation brings to mind a, a quote that I actually read when I was scanning the Discord last week, which is I can't remember what the what the discussion was about, but it was about having sort of expectations about something that you that you shouldn't have. And the I can't remember who said it even, but they were like, that would be like, you know, listening to an episode of Demo Listen and being like these guys aren't smart. And it's like, no, of course they're not. They're fucking idiots. 
And I think this, I think this discussion really encapsulates and puts that on full fucking display for the Yo, world to see. And, and uh, apparently, folks were bummed to learn that we were playing fucking Candyland and Shoots and Ladders last night. Right? <laughs> they were, they and I'm were. telling you what, that was it was some of the most fucking high tension gaming I've had in a moment for real. Right? <laughs> it was are good. You, are you gonna land on 28? Right? Are you gonna take that fucking ladder all the way to 84? You know? And yeah. then when you do, when you hit that fucking peanut in Candyland and had to go all the way back? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. So on that note, now that we have pu- put our idiocy on full fucking display, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's listen to a few voicemails real quick. Fuck your $10 patrons in the red carpet. I'm leaving two calls in a row anyway. Eat shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That was that was Larry Gargas um, just throwing up two middle fingers to the establishment um, and leaving leaving two messages in a row, even though he's not a ten dollar patron. So he's he's spitting in the face of the special treatment that we gave Zach Honeycutt on the last episode. No, he took exception to that. His daughter took exception to me. Um, uh, the other day, apparently, while they were driving too. Right? <laughs> yeah, that that gave me a, a pretty uh, a pretty hearty laugh. <laughs> yeah. I think what it what did she say uh, that uh, your slayers aren't aren't from Jews? They're from Mars. Yes, they're not from Jewish. They're from Mars. And uh, he said that uh, you are you are stupid because you are mean. <laughs> I know, and I got to thinking about that. And maybe it's time I uh, tried not to be so mean. Right? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> this this old yarn again, huh? <laughs> Just you know, uh, it's sight unseen, right? Uh, sight unseen. A a. I'm assuming she's a young girl, very young. Um, yes, a young child has me pegged, right? <laughs> yeah, has me pegged, right? Just from the tone of my voice. So right. I gotta yeah, make that effort, right? New year, new me. <laughs> God, dude, I really, I hope that someday somebody does a mega cut of <laughs> all the times on this show that you said you're turning over a new leaf. Well, you know, it's one thing when it's like a grown up, like, yeah, this guy's a fucking prick, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be a prick to a little kid, right? Unless you are genuinely a prick. Right, right? yeah. So uh, I don't want, I don't want little kids to think that I'm a mean man. So uh, I got to, I, I never, I never considered that. I got to just try to be a little nicer, you know, so that I don't, uh, I, it's also so that I don't like put put kids off hardcore, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't do that. We got to make sure it. It's always been your priority to make sure uh, hardcore is very inviting for the children. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's listen to this next one. It looks like a longer one. You know, I'll just say it's real. I mean, I was thinking about this first '86 record, um, "Grave New World," comparing it to Andy Semex's. I believe I I could look at it right now, but I'm not even going to bother. 93, maybe it was 96, uh, Scandinavian Jawbreaker, so quite a year gap. But I always thought to myself, you know, just if the puzzles were right, if Discharge could have learned what Anti-Semex did, you know, Grave New World could have been a better, much better record, you know? I mean, I'm a sucker for that guitar work, you know, but... I mean, those vocals on that, that record just makes me think, man, you know, Dr. Roxo was not a completely made-up character. He was based off of the 86 Discharge record, Grave New World, 100% of fact. Um, 
but what the fuck do I know? You know, I'm I'm mentally ill, I'm mentally deranged, I'm unhinged, you know, I'm fucked up, so you probably won't hear more opinions like that anymore in these next coming years. But before I go, uh actually no, I'm about to fucking go. I I don't even know what else to say, fuck it. Love you guys. I'm gonna go listen to Thor. Uh peace. Okay, so we got Discharge, Anti-Symex, and then a shout-out to... Did he say Thor at the end? Yeah, he's going to go listen to Thor. Okay. <laughs> so that was Stout. That was the <laughs> the inimitable Stout. <laughs> Self-proclaimed, deranged, <laughs> psychopath. Um, I don't know, Stout, were you implying that you're going to kill yourself? <laughs> you said you're deranged, mentally ill, and that we're probably not going to hear any more of those opinions from you in the coming Just years. That, yeah, it sounded like he was in Cypress Hill. I'm deranged, mentally ill. <laughs> me no more <laughs> yeah um I, I hope i hope to hear more of these opinions from you yeah i mean i guess i guess i mean i don't know <laughs> i can't i can't elaborate on that really i mean yes i guess if discharge could have time traveled forward to 1992 <laughs> when scandinavian jawbreaker by anti-simics came out uh then yes perhaps they could have gone back with that wisdom and grave new world would have been a better record but as it stands that that is not what happened uh and therefore we got the record that they made which is a really shitty fucking record so yeah yeah i mean if, if, damn damn that's damn that space-time continuum right <laughs> yeah there is there is like a legendary show that they played in new york i think in like 86 for uh, on the grave new world tour uh, and I think they played with like Bad Brains and and some like some other New York hardcore bands, um, and uh, and they got like pelted with like bananas and squash and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like like the the crowd was like straight up fully not having it. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, unfortunately, stop. That's not what happened. So we're we're just left with the record that they gave us. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to this next message. Yo, what's up? So uh, something I came to realize. Imagine thinking you're somebody or you have a sustainable purpose and you're going to do, like, you're going to do good for this world, being a city transplant, liberal arts college, motherfucking millennials who thinking you're hot shit because your parents were able to pay for you to go to college and then you transfer, then now you transplant to a major city and you're, like, on top of your game and you're working at a nonprofit and you're like, I'm fucking God. I mean, goddamn, I'd be embarrassed. We're all fucking dogs. I have some pay degrees. And also, like, if we were to gas anyone in this country, let's just gas the rumors that go to fucking Dickinson or goddamn Sarah Lawrence or Bard. Fuck you, Pat Finland. Also, uh, thoughts. Righteous fans are guns up. Or carry on. Or American Nightmare. Who's the king of Boston cast and maybe Okay, so <clears throat> we've got just another <laughs> rambling diatribe from AJ who swore that this wasn't going to happen anymore and yet week after fucking week it's like an it's like a physical response that's like it, it's it's you just have, you must have us on speed dial or something and every time you have a thought it's it's like Pavlovian or something you got to get a therapist or something <laughs> It's like you're having these thoughts. It's like you're working these thoughts out and sharing them in real time. It's like you 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 haven't even thought 
there's no sort of like rumination that takes place before you hit the number. You just dial the number and then just say words as they come to your mind. It's I fucking think, wild. I think he just likes getting yelled at by you. <laughs> I think that must be it, dude, because it's like, I don't know. We have like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. We're, we're like, we're in, in direct conflict with like, how we communicate or something because every time i hear aj's voice on that line rambling about bullshit it triggers a response in me like a really visceral response where i i feel actual anger and i'm just like what the fuck is he talking about this is right. bullshit i think that i think that somewhere inside of him something about that scratches an itch for him <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, that that must be it. As for there was a question posed at the end. I could barely hear what you were saying because you were just like mumbling into the phone as you were evidently sitting in a fucking food court or something. Yeah, I was gonna say he was like eating a sandwich on a city bus or something. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, man. You you asked about righteous jams and carry on and mental and American nightmare and something about Boston. I don't even know what the question was. I'm gonna assume it wasn't good, and I'm not gonna attempt to answer it. Um, I guess you want to gas everybody who went to liberal arts colleges like Bard. Great, dog. I'm glad you feel that way. Let's fucking listen to the last message. Young chicks, big tits, get a lot of dicks. That's the whole story of a Scandinavian jawbreaker. That's all that needs to be said. Wait, I didn't hear what he said. I got to listen to that again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I still it don't does, know. It, it was clipping and I couldn't quite hear it. It doesn't matter. Okay. So he said something about <laughs> something being the whole story of Scandinavian Jawbreaker, but I don't know what the whole story of Scandinavian Jawbreaker was. And it seems unlikely that it, that is the case because that was only an eight second message. So <laughs> um, I don't think we did get the whole story of Scandinavian Jawbreaker by anti Simics, but uh, according to Stout, I, I guess we did. <laughs> We did. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, man, we've just, I, I feel like the whoopee cushion really deflated on these messages today. <laughs> just yeah, like, the, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. You could just maybe cut them out, right? You could, but we've already done it. You know what I'm saying? We might as well. Honestly, like basically Larry, just leave Larry's in there. Uh -huh. Just because dude, Larry, the more I hear about Larry. Yeah. He is one of the most fucking brutal motherfuckers out there. <laughs> you, th you think so? Yeah, I do. You've, you've, you know, just like, you know, he'll hit you up and, you know, shoot the breeze and you feel me in a conversation. I, I never, I, I, I always at the end of it think, God damn, Larry is a motherfucker. <laughs> in, in a good way or a bad way. <laughs> Uh, just like, you know, like, holy shit, like when, when, like, like, uh, you know, and I don't want to like name names or anything like that, but you said like the band played his house and he and his roommate just stood there and made fun of him while they tried to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and like loudly, loudly read their lyrics from their, from the liner note of their record so that they could yeah, hear yeah. them. But like, I'm just, I just picture like Larry standing there, like while they're in the fucking room trying to go to sleep and he's just standing there fucking making <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure man right? I, I, and, and uh, a couple other things that you know have come across uh come across my way um just that you've related to me i always think like damn larry is larry is a motherfucker <laughs> yeah man i think larry's really a kindred spirit i like him a lot man <laughs> i've i've really i've really come to to have a, a uh 
I to really value my internet relationship with Larry. He's he's a dude that uh, I feel I feel very strongly exists in a similar headspace as you and I, um, and, yeah. I and I really appreciate that because that's that's a much rarer thing to come across than you might imagine. Um, so, all right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. We already did our Patreon shout outs and all that. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We'll be recording another episode of the napalm death family tree sometime this week. And I'll have that up as soon as we get it done. Um, we're through six episodes now. There's plenty of content for you to listen to $5 and up gets you access to everything that we've ever put up. $10 and up gets you access to all of that. Plus every copy of, uh, the demo listen records releases that we're going to be putting out moving forward. Hey, what if we just select one person to get all copies? <laughs> okay, yeah. And then it's their job to distribute it. <laughs> hey, do what you want with them, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I can't see what would possibly go wrong with that. Um, then if you want to send in music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. If we haven't gotten around to something that you've sent in yet, please don't resubmit it. I promise you, we just haven't gotten around to it yet. We're like, there, I'm literally like a hundred emails behind. We get so many submissions at this point to the point where I've actually been rethinking, uh, how we do this and have been thinking about you know, thinking if there's a way, uh, to do this more efficiently so that we can actually kind of cast a white ca- cast a, the, the, a net that is equally as wide, but maybe refine, uh, our catch a little bit. I don't know do if we there's maybe go to a D 20. Yeah. I don't know, man, maybe, but, but the thing is like, I don't, I, I want to do it in such a way that we're not omitting more music from our episodes. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost thinking like, do we, do we get it so that we just take five bands every episode and just listen to all five bands so that we get everything? Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a little bit just because I feel like we're missing so much stuff where we, we get so behind on submissions. You know what I mean? A lot of shit falls through the cracks. Um, so I don't, I I don't see without just straight doing more episodes daily. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't see how you ever catch up. Yeah, at some for point sure. we just have to admit that you know sometimes your shit ain't going to show up. It's just that simple. Yeah, for um, sure. And maybe we uh, to like eat into the backlog. Maybe we uh, I don't know use it use a D twelve or a D twenty. Yeah, for sure. That's that's not a bad idea. Uh, we'll think about it. We'll figure out a way. But yeah, if you set stuff in, and we haven't gotten around to it yet. It's just because we're two, three weeks behind at any given time, just because there's so much shit that gets sent our way. So um, thanks to everybody who sends stuff in. I mean, we wouldn't have a show without you. So we appreciate you. And then last up, uh, if you want to call and leave a message, it's 260-222-8341. Just try to keep it brief under a minute and a half. Um, if you like the show, rate and review on uh, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't have any other thoughts. Nate, uh, you got anything, anything you want to say to close out the episode? No, I'm good. Fuck off. All right. Peace.